Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. blessed. My family is blessed. Hallelujah. Because the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. Hallelujah. The blessing is on you. Would you help me to appreciate the Tabernacle of Praise Church Sanctuary Choir. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you that I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. How good and how pleasant it is for us. Amen. To dwell together on this morning. Hallelujah. The stage is set. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to leave encouraged. Somebody needs to leave strengthened. Hallelujah. Would you just turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor you can make it because the blessing is on you. Hallelujah. The favor of the Lord is upon you. The anointing of God is upon you. God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you need to walk with your shoulders squared back with your head held high. Hallelujah. Not arrogant, but just know confidently. Hallelujah. That the Lord is on your side. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I need to take the temperature of the room. Is there anybody in here that feels like fighting the devil? I know what some are saying about what's going on in the church world and everything, but today I feel a little bit like Popeye. Popeye had this saying, he says, I've, I've taken all that I can take, and I can't take no more. I can't take no more. And so it's time to fight. Hallelujah. Would you get your Bibles turned with me to the book of Ephesians? The book of Ephesians chapter 6. I know we're studying in the book of Ephesians in our Bible study, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself and hopefully just by going to the back. Hallelujah of the book. Amen. It'll encourage and inspire us. Amen. Even where we are, I think we're in the second chapter in our Bible study to come on board because you realize and know that there's victory. If you have Ephesians chapter 6, I invite you to read along with me verses 10 through 18. It reads like this, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord 
Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. And having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance, and supplication for all of the saints. Praying always with all prayer and supplication with, in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. The word of the Lord is blessed. Would you just turn to somebody and tell them, I've got the victory. But it came with a struggle. Hallelujah. I've got the victory. But I paid a price. Hallelujah. I had the fight, the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I have the victory. Would you pray? Heavenly Father, we honor you and thank you for, this, for the privilege, the opportunity, oh God, to stand before God, your august body of people, we ask, Lord Jesus, even now, God, that you would take control, have your way in us. God, as we, God, are somewhat intimidated, God, by the sacredness of the desk on today, we pray, oh God, that you would take control, have your way in us and through us, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, speak, oh God, to your people like only you can. Hallelujah, reinvigorate us. Hallelujah, re recharge us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We realize, oh God, that we've been through a lot. But we thank you, Lord, that you have brought us through it. Hallelujah. We didn't make it on our own, oh God, and we've come out. I just believe on the other side, we've come out better. We've come out wiser. We've come out stronger. We've come out with a determination hallelujah that you will get the glory out of our lives so have your way now god take control wrestle every foul spirit to the floor cast the devil out in the name of jesus so that your people can hear what the spirit is saying to the church in Jesus' name we pray we say thank you lord amen and amen you may be seated in this particular passage of scripture that we have before us is the culmination or the crux of the matter of which Paul is addressing the church at Ephesus. 
he has revealed to them the incredible wealth and the rich treasure that each of them, each of us have in Christ Jesus, that we are blessed with spiritual blessings in heavenly places by Christ Jesus. He has shared with them some of the deep secrets of the kingdom of God, that we are chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we have been adopted into the royal family. We have been engrafted in. We have been accepted by the beloved. And he tells us of the marvelous redemption and God's workmanship that he has demonstrated in our lives as he gets to uh, chapter 2. He lets us know that we are made alive by the blood of Jesus, that we are no longer bound by the guilt and the condemnation, glory to God, that we once were, were, were entangled with and enslaved by, that Jews and Gentiles alike, hallelujah, are both brothers and sisters in the Lord. No longer is it them looking down upon us Gentiles, but, but we are both seated together with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, that we are saved and we are being saved each and every day by the grace of God seated with him in heavenly places and and the enemy is under our feet moves into chapter three paul begins to teach us how that we are strengthened in our inner man by the power of the holy ghost that our response to god for all that he has done for us is that we should bow our knee to the father Hallelujah. Glory to God. According to the eternal purpose for which we have been purposed in Christ, in whom we have boldness and access. Hallelujah. Boldness and access. He explains that the constant attitude of the believer should be to release the worship. Hallelujah. Whenever we have the opportunity to let God know that he is great and greatly to be praised. That there's nobody above him. That he is the king of all kings and the Lord of every Lord. He's our master. He's our savior, our redeemer. And that God is able, he tells us, hallelujah, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that he has endued us with. Would you just look at somebody and tell them, you've got something on the inside that's going to give you the victory. Hallelujah. He tells us that our lives should be holy, powerful, blameless before him. Hallelujah. That we should demonstrate the glory of God. Hallelujah. That should exude from the life of the believer. Then he turns his, our attention to chapters 4 and 5 on how we should walk with the Lord. That we should walk worthy of the calling, of the vocation of which God has placed upon our lives. We're not just saved, but God has called us and given us a holy calling. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God that he thinks so highly of us that he would divest a portion of himself and put it on the inside and of each and every one of us believers. Uh, there was a question that was asked. Uh, what is man that thou art mindful of him uh, or the son of man that you prefer him? He's been made a little bit lower than the angel, but you have crowned him uh, with glory and honor and splendor and power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we should walk worthy of that vocation. We should be about witnessing and being a witness to those around us, letting them know that Jesus loves them, that he is the Lord of our lives, that we should become a submissive bride unto the Lord. He talks about our role in the relationship that we have with God. Hallelujah. He continues to instruct us in the principles of a authority and submission in chapter 6 using examples of children obeying parents hallelujah servants hallelujah being submissive to masters by the time he gets to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 the thought is that we are now perfected in him to do ministry that we have been, hallelujah, incorporated uh, into the body of Christ. Uh, that we now have the mindset, uh, that mind that, that, that is in Christ Jesus uh, is now a part of us. That we've been edified and unified, uh, empowered, glorified, uh, and doctrinally devil-proofed. Just nudge somebody and tell them, I'm devil-proofed. And Paul is going to tell us that at this point, everything that we have learned, all of the training that we have received, hallelujah, every experience that you've had to walk through, hallelujah, glory to God, every trial, every test, everything that you have gone through in order to prepare you, glory to God, what you've experienced over the last two years, five years, eight years, ten years, it's been preparing you for spiritual warfare. I had to reflect, hallelujah, on the Old Testament because Ephesians is a New Testament version of the book of Joshua, hallelujah, where, glory to God, we see the church as a fighting bride, not a passive bride, not just somebody looking cute and adorned, hallelujah, but somebody that's willing to fight. After Moses died, uh, Joshua became the leader of the children of Israel. And God commanded Joshua to take the children of Israel over into the promised land. And he assured Joshua that they would have the victory. Then he proceeds to command Joshua to be strong and of a good courage. For the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. Wherever the, the sole of your foot shall trod upon, I'm going to give it to you. Because I'm going to give you the power to go into the enemy's camp and take back what God has, what the enemy has stolen. 
Paul reiterates the same command here in Ephesians 10, excuse me, Ephesians 6 in 10 where he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Being strong in the Lord here is not an option. It's not a take it or leave it proposition. It is a command. It, the Lord is saying, I command you to be strong in the Lord. I've given you everything that you need to be strong and powerful and authoritative in me. Now do it. We are commanded to be strong because every believer, every believer will be involved at one time or another. In an, in an intense battle with the enemy. You'll have to engage the enemy in spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. The Bible says if you shrink in the day of adversity, then your, your faith is small. I've given you power over the enemy. Hallelujah. And if you don't take it to him, he's going to take it to you. But one way or the other, you're going to be engaged in spiritual warfare and just so you know FYI small print it's going to go on as long as you are saved you are going to go from one battle to another battle. but God is going to take you from one faith to another level of faith uh, hallelujah whatever the battle is uh, God's going to give you the faith to come out victoriously we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him that has called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. We've been chosen and prepared to do battle against the enemies of the kingdom of God. Finally, after Egypt in our lives, after going into the wilderness in our lives, we've been matured. We've been empowered to fight the good fight of faith. We've been prepared now to go into the enemy's camp. Hallelujah. Somebody here, glory to God, knows that you've been invaded by the enemy in one way or another. He has taken something from you that doesn't belong to him. And God is saying, now it's time to go get it back. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you authority, glory to God, to go back and get your stuff back and take some of his. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The war in the spirit realm is an ongoing battle between the Lord and Satan. And we, the body of Christ, hallelujah, have been engrafted into this warfare. And so we're God's soldiers down here on earth. Therefore, Satan is the enemy of our souls as well. Before we were saved, the enemy hated us because only because we were made in the likeness and the image of God. And even though we were under his control, he didn't like us because every time he saw us, he saw some resemblance of the Lord. But now we have received Jesus Christ. 
as our Lord and Savior and we have entered into the kingdom of God. Our name is written in the Lamb's book of life and the Bible says that he's given us authority. He's given us authority. And so now we are a threat to Satan. We are a threat to his rule. Hallelujah. Glory to God on the earth. Uh, I understand and you know that he's the prince of the power of the air. But the Bible says, uh, glory to God, uh, that even though our weapons are not carnal, uh, they are mighty through God uh, to the pulling down of strongholds. Jesus is the authority over the devil. And so Paul says here that finally, my brethren, it is time for you to use your authority. Hallelujah. Good Jesus has paid the price. Hallelujah. He's given you power. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And so now it's time for you to show and tell. As the Joshua generation, we are a warring bride. Just in case somebody didn't know, we're a fighting church. We have learned how to fight in the spirit. And we are taking back rightfully what belongs to the kingdom of God. And so what you see here is a first step principle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And would you just turn to your neighbor just to make sure you're sitting next to somebody that you want to sit next to and just ask them. Is there any fight in you? When I got to this point, and wouldn't you know, my grandson is here. I thought about him. And I thought about the University of Southern California and its slogan. And the slogan is, fight on. Fight on. And they used to sing a song, fight on Christian soldier, fight on. And so I just need to stop by and tell somebody that there's no getting out of the fight. If you don't take the fight to the enemy, the enemy will take, bring the fight to you. Hallelujah. And, and, and I want somebody to know that we're not vengeful. We're not hateful. We're not a warring people. Hallelujah. But we are fighting against an enemy that does exemplify all of those attributes. He's vengeful. He's hateful. He hates you. And we engage in spiritual warfare because the enemy opposes every step that we take into the promise of God. The enemy was hoping he was hoping that the pandemic would, would take enough of us out so that others that are watching would become intimidated. Hallelujah, we'll begin to shake in our shoes. It's sort of like what's going on in Ukraine. Hallelujah, there was one side that thought this is just going to be a two-day affair. But they didn't realize that there was something on the inside of the other folk that says we're not going to take this lying down. This is our territory. I'll fight you over what God has given me. God 
God has given us a vision and a hope and a future which is sure. Hallelujah. And in order to lay, lay, lay hold on it, you're going to have to learn how to fight. God will promise you stuff, but I've learned in the word that you've learned, you got to learn how to fight in order to possess it, and you got to fight harder in order to keep it. And so at this point, you might be asking, I don't know what I got myself into. Why does a loving heavenly father make us fight for the blessing? I believe there are some things about God we cannot know. We just have to trust him and understand that as we go through the struggle and with God's help, that, that, that we're going to be able to look back on this and say like David that it was good for me that I had been afflicted. It was good for me that I've been in a fight because I'm much better in a fight, Sister Kelly, than when the devil just leaves me alone. Hallelujah, because when he leaves me alone, my mind goes somewhere everywhere. But when he's on the attack, hallelujah, I can focus. Hallelujah. And so sometimes God has to leave us in the fight just so. That he, we can keep our mind stayed on him. He knows that we will only learn and appreciate the keeping power of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the keeping power of the word of God uh, as we are in the midst sometimes of a very intense and strong battle. And at the height of a crisis, suddenly what I have learned is that something that you've read Something that you've heard, something that you've experienced before in God, something perhaps that you have studied weeks ago, a song that was sang, that was sung. Glory to God. As I was going through the message, glory to God, the song came to me from Brian Courtney Wilson. I might say some of the, the lyrics a little bit later, but, but he began to claim that the title of the song was worth fighting for because there's some stuff that God has blessed us with uh, that's worth fighting the devil for. And so the, the, the mindset has to be like you're a USC Trojan. You just have to fight on. It all begins with a vision, a dream, a word from God that lays the very foundation and sets the compass for your life. Just as Joshua was sent into the promised land to spy out, uh, glory to God, all that God had promised and given to the children of Israel, I just believe that God has given us, uh, in many cases, a foretaste, uh, hallelujah, of what he wants to do for us in the future. Uh, enough taste uh, so that we would be willing to fight for the other stuff that God has promised the other stuff that God has placed down in your spirit and so what God does is he shows us just enough of what he's going to do he speaks to our spirit uh, and tells us uh, there are great and mighty things uh, that I want to show you uh, hallelujah that I want to know that I want you to know about that you don't know of right now I haven't revealed it all to you but I just want to get you in the fight and tell you to fight on because the, the blessing uh, is on the other side of the fight and then when he tells you that, all hell breaks loose. And we cry out and we say, Lord, I thought 
that the prophecy was that I was going to fulfill uh, this great calling in your name. That the windows of heaven were going to be open to me and you're going to pour me out a blessing that I don't have room enough to receive. That, 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 that together we were going to do, you were going to make me stronger and that we were going to do great exploits. I have crossed the Jordan River like you told me to. But all I see after crossing the Jordan River is this great impenetrable wall called Jericho. And if we had to summarize the principle of this lesson related to the receiving of the blessings of God, it would be this. Tell your neighbor this, that the victory is yours, but not without a struggle. Whatever God shows us, whatever God speaks to us, whatever he puts in our spirit, Whatever he has prophesied to you or me about our ministry, about our life, about our children, about our family, about our, our finance, uh, about our, our marriage, about grandchildren, whatever the case may be, we must understand that it will not happen without a struggle. The Lord may show us Jericho and tell us to march around it seven times and shout and then defeat the inhabitants once the walls are down. The Lord may show you a land flowing with milk and honey and say to you, this is yours, but it will be up to you. It will be up to me to rid the, the inhabitants the enemies of God, we've got to get them out of the way. We've got to fight them. Hallelujah. They already know they're trespassers. Hallelujah. They're just trying to be, 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 what do you call those people that come into your place and you can't get them to leave? Squatters. You can't go to the judge and a victim. Hallelujah, you've got to take up arms and drive them away. Glory to God. Hallelujah, so that once you settle down, you'll be able to enjoy the grapes and the oranges and the bananas and the watermelon and the mustard greens. We can learn about the full wealth that, that belongs to us in Christ, but in order to obtain it, we're going to have to learn how to skillfully use the weapons that God has given us to engage in spiritual warfare. We're going to have to learn how to roll up our sleeves and, and do some hand-to-hand -hand combat with the devil if we're going to drive the enemy away from the blessing and lay claim to what God has promised and make it our own. You may be going through something right now and you're not sure exactly what you should do. Your finances might be under attack. Your marriage might be under attack. Your reputation may be in question. The enemy is trying to come in. 
hallelujah, and attack your health. But I heard the choir say just a few minutes ago that the blessing is on you. That the anointing is on you. That the favor of God is directed toward you. So when it's all said and done, if you just hang in there, if you just keep on fighting, you'll come out victorious on the other side. The word of the Lord here says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You're a child of the most high God. You have authority. You are Christ-like. And that means the whole foundation, which, the, 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 which is the whole purpose of living, Gloria, is built on nothing less than Jesus, who had endured beatings and scourgings and sufferings. Hallelujah. Who came down through 42 generations, divested himself of all of his pre-existing glory to be a kinsman redeemer for you and me. Uh, endured all kind of verbal abuse and then was hung on the cross, suffered, bled, died, uh, was resurrected from the dead. Even Jesus turned to his disciples once and said to them that if you're going to follow me, if you're going to follow me, you've got to take up your cross every day. That if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. But if you're willing to fight the good fight of faith, when it's all said and done, uh, the blessing shall be yours. That there's a price that you actually have to pay if you're going to live godly. How can the cross symbolize or epitomize our faith if in fact we teach that when we have enough faith that we don't have to have a cross? That's not true. The strength of God is not proving, is not proven in how much you can cast away, how much you can skirt around, how much scripture that you can try to use to get out of the struggle, out of the fight. No, 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 no. The strength of God is proving, proven in how much we can actually endure. The word says endure hardness as a good soldier. And so we must take up our cross and go forward and do the will of the one that has sent us in the name of Jesus. Uh, when we begin to fight, uh, hallelujah, God will get in the fight with us. Uh, we'll be able to begin to possess the things of God, fulfill his calling. Uh, hallelujah, glory to God. Uh, this word will enable us uh, to be strong uh, in the Lord and in the power of his might. And when... We begin to look at this, I need to contrast this with an, an athlete that actually prepares to do whatever they need to do. The image here is an athlete who becomes strong as a result of push-ups and sit-ups and curls and pumping iron and, and squats and, and uh, uh, doing all different types of calisthenics and so forth so that he or she might become strong in their own efforts. But the believer who is to become strong becomes strong as a result of the literal strength that comes from 
the power of God. And, and, and we are allowing God to empower us with his strength. We're not trying to go in our own strength. We're not trying to go in our own wisdom, our own knowledge. We're not trying to go, hallelujah, in our own influence. But we go in the power of Almighty God. It's one thing for Paul to tell us, however, glory to God, just allow God to fill you with his power. But it's another thing to know how to allow God to do what it is that he needs to do in order to, to help us arm ourselves in a proper way. We just can't go into our little secret closet and say, Lord, do it. And then all of a sudden we come out this Christian soldier. Now, verse 11 says to put on the whole armor of God. You got to put the gear on. You just can't run out there in your own stuff. You've got to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. As an act of our will, we allow God to empower us by suiting us up in his armor. Only then can we are, are we able to really hold our ground when the fiery darts of the wicked ones start coming our way? When we have to stand and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have to, we, we have to be able to stand uh, in full armor. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The truth is that we don't know what exactly we look like sometimes in God's armor. And you won't know exactly what you look like until you put it on. It just being over there about it in the chair won't do you any good. You've got to be able to put that on. Let me try to talk to you in a language you understand. Most of us have gone shopping for clothes. I'm guilty of it too, Elder Boone, gone shopping for clothes. And we look through the racks, and we look through the racks, and we look through the racks until we find something that we feel like will look good on us. We know, however, that until we take off whatever we have on and go into the dressing room, and remove everything that goes with the old outfit and actually put on the new outfit, we're never going to get a true picture of what the new suit looks like. The same is true with the spiritual armor. We must take off the old man, take off the old clothes, Take off the old manner. Take off our own old way. And be fully, hallelujah, appreciative of what God wants us to put on. We all of a sudden, once we put this stuff on, we become the new Trojan. We take off every natural piece of armor to fully see and appreciate all of God's armor. 
to put on the whole armor, we must strip off all of the old warring devices of the carnal man, every weapon and strategy of the flesh that we used before, how we used to engage in our natural fights, overcome our natural obstacles, and endure some natural circumstances. We must put off lies and put on truth. Put away sin and put on righteousness. Cast off guilt and death and put on salvation and eternal life to get rid of strife, put on peace. That's, that's what it says here in verses 14 through 18. It says, stand, therefore, with your loins girded about with truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, your feet need to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You need to take on the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. You can't afford to be ignorant of the enemy's devices, but you have to understand and know through the knowledge of God how to pursue. It's kind of difficult to phantom that this same Paul, who in chapter 5, wrote about our intimacy with the Lord, uh, characterizing the church as a bride of Christ, giving instruction on how a husband and wife ought to entreat one another, how to be intimate, how to care for one another. We, that we enjoy the gentle embrace of Jesus as he holds the bride tenderly in his arms where we have the privilege of laying our head in his breast, covered in his love, protected, hallelujah, glory by his covering. And then suddenly go into chapter 6 where we are moved from the warmth of his touch to the battlefield of our soul. But my brother, my sister, that's the way that life is. One day you're worshiping the Lord. One day, glory to God, you're coming into the house of the Lord, lifting up your hands in the sanctuary. Glory to God. And you're experiencing all the glory, all the, all the warm touch of God. God has, has, has taken you to, to ecstasy in the spirit. And you go and get in your car. And by the time you get home, the enemy punches you in the mouth. And so you go from ecstasy one minute into the heat of the battle the next. And to understand that it's all God. He's the God of the warm and intimate embrace. But he's also the God of the fierce enduring battle. And, and what that says is that you cannot win. Watch this. You cannot win the spiritual battle without first being intimate with the one that's sending you into battle. That too many of us are trying to fight, hallelujah, glory to God, without having intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus. It's not enough just to talk, Jesus. It's not enough just to say I'm under the, I'm covered, but there has to be an intimacy. Where he says in the secret place of the most high, under the shadow of the almighty 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's the intimate place. Hallelujah. That's the place, really, I believe, where God puts the armor on you. That the embrace is such until you're just, you're just, you're just open and, 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 and transparent before God. Just saying to the Lord, suit me up. Hallelujah. I know, I understand that there's two sides to this coin. Hallelujah. I thank you for your touch. I thank you for the embrace. But prepare me for the battle. And so I find these words in, in the 11th verse very encouraging for the Lord to tell me to put on the whole armor of God. Hallelujah, that I might stand. And that is the, and the indication there is that, uh, that, that I have to be, in order for him to do that, I have to be in the right place. I have to be in the right spot. I have to meet the right condition. Uh, we've got the right kind of relationship going on. Uh, it's not just about me, but it's about me embracing him so that he gives me what I need. That the time has come for the Lord to tell me to suit up and fight. Says to me that the Lord has me precisely where he wants me. And it's as if God has walked right up to the place of our destiny. And says to us, you're here right on the very edge, right on the very precipice. Hallelujah, of what I have promised you. Glory to God. I, we oft, you often hear us say here, that shall be glory after this. What the Lord is saying to us today, I believe, is that, that you need to fight just a little bit more because you're closer than you ever thought you were before. You're right on the brink. You're right on the edge of your promise. And so don't let anything that you see in front of you dissuade you from continuing to fight the good fight. What lies ahead of you is greater uh, than what's behind you. Uh, don't look uh, at how high the Jericho wall is. Uh, don't look at how many chariots there are. Don't look uh, at how many problems are coming against you. Do not focus uh, on any fear, glory to God, that is trying to creep in to your spirit. Cast it away uh, because the Lord is saying, I brought you this far. And I didn't bring you this far to leave you. I didn't bring you all the way uh, to the step of the blessing uh, just to have the devil come in uh, and turn you around. Uh, be still uh, and know that I am God. Stay in the fight in the name of Jesus. Stay there. I brought you here. I suited you. I made you ready. Glory to God. So stand. Stand until the walls fall. Stand until the devil backs up. Stand until you lay hold of the blessing. Stand until you're healed. Stand until you get the victory. Touch somebody and tell them, just stand after you have done all to do. Just stand. Stand for eternal salvation. Keep 
understanding. God has given you the gift of the Holy Ghost. He's empowered you. Keep standing. Keep holding on. Stand for your children. Stand for your marriage. Stand for your family. Stand for the opportunity to spread the gospel. Stand to be a witness. Stand through hurt. Stand through pain. Stand through the storm. Stand through the rain. Boldly proclaim the victory still belongs to God. Hallelujah. All of the glory, all of the honor, all of the praise. Just shout across the room to somebody and tell them, fight on. Fight on. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things that God has in store for them that hold on, that are strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. There's some stuff that's worth fighting for. Hallelujah, Helder Washington. Brian Courtney Wilson says that the reason he keeps pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling is because there's some promises that God has made if they were fighting for. Hallelujah. The calling on my life is worth fighting for. The peace, the joy of the Lord is worth fighting for. My wife, my children, I will stand in the gap and fight you over them because they're worth fighting for. I've got a mansion over in glory. Hallelujah. And my new home is worth fighting for. Hallelujah. So I encourage you. I encourage you. I inspire you to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. It may be a struggle, but there's a victory after this. There is glory after this. There is blessing after this. This is going to pull a smile on your face. The Bible says, hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to come rejoicing, bringing our sheaves with us because we've been through the nighttime. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy. I said, but joy. Hallelujah. He's going to turn your morning into dancing in the morning. Hallelujah. Would you put your hands together and bless the Lord? I want to pray. I want to pray because there's a sense that there's somebody that doesn't know the Lord in the pardoning of their sins. Hallelujah. And there's a joy in serving God. Hallelujah. The one thing that I know about life, the Bible declares that man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. So all of us are going to have to experience trouble. But I praise God that we have an advocate with the Father. 
Hallelujah. We have a high priest uh, that can be touched uh, with the feelings of our infirmities that came down through 42 generations and suffered just like we are so that he might be able to identify with our weaknesses. Hallelujah. And he's here for us and he wants to be here for you. I don't know whether or not you're saved or not. Glory to God, I won't take it for granted that anybody is. But I'm just going to ask you, just slip your hands up and repeat this prayer with me because you don't have to leave the same way that you came. You don't have to go on after this broadcast the same way, hallelujah, that you came into it. So if you'll just bow your heads and repeat after me, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my ways. Wash me in your blood and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross just for me and that you were buried and God the Father raised you from the dead on the third day. And right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart and I receive you into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. And I thank you now. Come on, let's celebrate those that have accepted the Lord Jesus. Just want to continue to pray. There might be someone that's certainly in need of prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My, my sister right here, my understanding is that you wanted to receive prayer. Not you. This lady right here. I'm sorry. Come. And if there's anybody else here. We want to be able to stand in the gap. Sometimes we don't know how to pray as we ought to. But the Spirit himself would make intercession for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's one thing that I want to advocate and, and certainly ask that, that those of us that certainly know the Lord, those of us that are comfortable with where God has us right now, if, if we consider those that, that aren't, as, aren't as strong as we are, the word of the Lord says to us to let the strong bow the infirmities of the weak. We're here for each other. We're family. Hallelujah. We have the ability to intercede for each and every one. I'm just going to ask you to bow your heads with me and believe with me in faith. You're here, I believe, because the Spirit of God has drawn you into this place. You have heard a word and God wants to cement his word in your life. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I know you've been petitioning God. Hallelujah. And God is able. God is not, he hasn't forgotten about you. He's not unjust. He's not unrighteous. That he won't hear you when you call. When you call earnestly before the Lord, God hears you. Just bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, we come with thanksgiving right now. God, we don't know what to say. We don't know how to pray. 
but you said in your word that the spirit himself will make intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered God you know the plight you know the situation the circumstance that each of us face oh God hallelujah you know oh God that we want hallelujah for you to be the center of our joy we know you know oh God that our desire hallelujah is to do those things that are pleasing to you to find favor with you and so we're asking you right now to rebuke the hand of the enemy that comes, God, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Let them know, God, that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, uh, and a sound mind, God, uh, that there is all power in your hand, oh God. You're not neglectful. Uh, hallelujah. You're not hateful. Uh, you don't abandon us in the time of our need, uh, but you promised in your word, uh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, that if we would call to you, you would answer in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, and we're standing, God. We're standing in the gap right now. We're interceding, oh God, for those that don't feel as though they have position. Oh God, to advocate for themselves. Do it for us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. You've done it before, God. Do it again. We're looking for a turnaround in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's dark right now, but show us, God, that morning is coming. Help us to see the horizon. Help us to see the light of a brand new day so that we might hold on, so that we might be strong in the power of your might. Hallelujah strengthen us God where we're weak build us up where we're torn down in the name of Jesus reestablish reaffirm hallelujah glory to God your relationship with us in the name of Jesus hallelujah turn your face in our direction God in the name of Jesus because we know wherever your face is directed, your favor flows. Uh, they need favor, God. Uh, we need favor uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, we need uh, your hand, oh God, uh, of protection. We need your hand of healing. Uh, we need your hand of mercy. Uh, we need your hand of blessing uh, right now, God, uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let the sick say I'm healed. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God, we give you the glory now. We give you the glory now, God. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. Because you said we can come boldly before the throne of grace uh, to obtain mercy uh, find grace to help uh, in the name of Jesus do it for your glory God do it for your glory uh, in the name of Jesus heal set free uh, deliver God uh, in the name of Jesus God and we'll be careful to give your name the glory we'll give you the honor We'll give you the praise. Hallelujah. Cause your spirit to flow. Hallelujah. Lay your hands on us, God. In the name of Jesus, help us to feel your embrace, God. In the name of Jesus, touch us and we shall be touched. 
Heal us and we shall be healed. Deliver us and we shall be delivered. Bless us and we shall be blessed. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, let's praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You are my strength. You are my fortress. You are my high tower. Hallelujah. In you do I trust. Thank you, Jesus. Come the more, Lord. Come the more. Come the more. In the name of Jesus. Come the more, God. Come the more. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want you to go back and lay your hands on your baby. Is she here? Do it right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want everybody's attention to be directed this way. Hallelujah. The fervent, effectual prayers of the righteous, uh, the Bible says, uh, carries much weight. Uh, precious Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, touch this child right now. Hallelujah. You said in your word, uh, suffer the children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such uh, is the kingdom of God. Uh, touch her right now. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, lay your healing hand uh, on her now, God, uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, let faith, uh, let faith be built uh, in this room right now. In the name of Jesus, be extended to her. Yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah to touch her body, uh, to heal her of this infirmity. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let it be unto us now, God, according to your power, according to our faith, and certainly according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.